Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Flea Flicker. I am your host, John Murray. And yeah, I did say morning, because it's actually going to come, well, it's 12 o'clock the next day. Um, again, we have certainly a lot to dig into as far as uh, football news, but for, as I start with most of my podcasts, for the, those who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please, please invite your Invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, co-workers, anybody that you can get, anybody that you can get, grab them in, come on, listen to, listen, listen to the podcast. Um, as of here lately, the uh, the episode count has been has been going up a little bit, and I want for those who have been listening to me from wherever you're listening from, I'm on you know Anchor, the Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public. Uh, Stitcher, uh, whatever else, whatever else podcast, you know, you have to listen to Amazon Music as well, any podcast you're listening to, that's where I'm at, um, certainly please, if you don't listen to Anchor, please listen to one of those other podcasts as well, I do the best I can to get you the, the top of the line, the best information I can give you, my opinions on what's, what's going on in, in, in the world, in the world of football, uh, for those who have been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please invite Please continue coming back. Invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, co-workers, you know, neighbors, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them all in. As I've said, the numbers have kind of gone up a little bit. I'm not saying they're like blockbuster numbers, but they've gone up, you know, a few episodes by episode. Um, I want to say thank you for, for those, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, you know, website or whatever, you know, media outlet or whatever, you know, that you're listening to. Um, any, certainly any questions you got for me, um, I'm on Facebook. That's about the only outlet that I am on. Um, if you got any questions, uh, football questions or any questions, that, anything you want me to answer, whether it has to do with your team, uh, what's going on in the world of football, uh, you got any fancy football advice you want me to give you, I will certainly do the best I can to, I'll certainly give you give you that as well. Again, um, like I said, it's certainly it's 12.03 in the morning now, and like I said, I do the best I can to get all this information as best I can. Again, I don't have the regular prototypical 9 to 5 job. I usually work 1.30 to 10. Um, actually, today I was off, and of course, you know, I was kicking back, relaxing, reading, 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 watching TV, getting information, uh, you know, preparing, uh, getting my fancy football leagues together and uh, setting lines up. Um, did make a did make a big trade with a, a gentleman for one of my uh, one of my uh, keeper leagues, and um, I want to give a shout out shout out to him. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but I want to give a shout out to him. Thank them for making the uh, deal. It was a pretty big deal. It might not seem a big deal. Uh, it kind of involved a uh, rookie running back uh, from the Texans, uh, Damian Pierce, who has been a hotbed of talk topic here lately for the last couple of weeks he is starting to pick up his big numbers and uh, certainly there's a chance he have a good day against the Raiders this this coming uh this coming Sunday uh, the basis of the deal is kind of involving him it was involving also uh, uh, CD Lamb who um, from the Cowboys uh, CD hopefully his numbers will go up a little bit more now that the return of one Dak Prescott is back he's a starting quarterback once again for the Dallas Cowboys uh also, George Kittle was involved in this deal. Um, Kittle produced his best numbers of the year last week after missing a couple of weeks because of injuries. Uh, but 
course, uh, George Kittle might, might be might be uh, battling for some catches, and we'll get into that in a few minutes as to what has been going on in the in the world of football. Um, enough uh, enough talk, at least enough fantasy talk for right this second. Let's let's jump into the things. Let's talk about the biggest news that happened as of yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers got Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina from the Carolina Panthers. Now, if you don't know what the deal was by now, the the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco Rams in exchange for a second, third, and fourth round draft pick in next year's draft 2023. And they got a fifth round draft pick in 2024, if I've got the basis of, of that deal correct. So with that being said, of course, McCaffrey's name was being thrown out there to there was a rumor the Kansas City Chiefs were interested in him, the Buffalo Bills were interested in him, uh, the Rams, the Rams were very much interested in his services, but the 49ers put together the right package to pull to get this deal for Christian McCaffrey. Now certainly, certainly McCaffrey is certainly a uh, is a great pickup for the San Francisco 49ers. They feel this is the type of deal that would certainly take them over the top and maybe get them back to the Super Bowl, hopefully to even win the Super Bowl. Now, of course, they sold for the division rival, the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams were certainly interested in his services. And can you imagine, can you imagine if Sean Payton could have pulled that off and put McCaffrey in that offensive system? But again, the 49ers are the, are the lucky team that did get his service. And again, Forty-nineers did one thing; they kept them away from the Los Angeles Rams, their own division rival. This certainly changes the. This certainly changes thing. Now, yes, Forty-nineers are a five-hundred team, but you get a guy like Christian McCaffrey. That's certainly going to change the world. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo has took over since Trey Lance got hurt, uh, you know, hurt out for the year. But Jimmy's come in. Jimmy's done a fairly decent job. But now you add Christian McCaffrey to the list. You add. You know, Debo Samuel's there. George Kittle is still there. Brandon Ayuk. So your offense gets better and better. You have one of the one of the best left tackles in all the football, Trent Williams, leading the offensive line. Now there's times the offensive line for 49ers is a little questionable at times. But with a weapon like Christian McCaffrey, then again, let's be honest with you, the uh, Carolina Panthers offensive line wasn't the greatest in the world. And McCaffrey seemed to, seemed to uh, get his numbers out of that poor offensive line play. So you can imagine if you had a decent offensive line, what he could do. And certainly this is the point. Now, the 49ers did not look good defensively against the Atlanta Falcons last week. They had a bunch of injuries. And moving forward, that could be a problem for the 49ers is injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Atlanta exposed them last week. Now, before Atlanta had exposed them, they had played. They were like a top like three defense, I believe, in the NFL statistically. I believe, I believe they're like, in fantasy football rankings, I think they were ranked like in the second, third best defense as far as fantasy football. And so that probably relates to like top, what, five or six probably defense in the league. Again, injuries have hurt them here this past week, this last, this past week, the week before last. So again, defense is going to be a concern before that's moving forward. Defensive side of the ball because of injuries. But certainly Christian McCaffrey, certainly he is Kyle Shane, a nice, nice new toy told to work with. Now, the biggest thing surprising to a lot of experts will certainly is that it's the, the 49ers were able to not trade a number one pick. And me personally, I thought that any team that was going to get Christian McCaffrey away from the Carolina Panthers 
certainly had to give up a first round pick, but obviously that was not the case here. Now, certainly Panther fans are probably you know, banging their heads in the wall or probably cursing, probably cursing at the, uh, the Carolina Panthers are doing what they have to do. But Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore are about the only two offensive weapons that this team really had. And McCaffrey's gone. Horse buzz has been going around that DJ Moore. We'll be the next one to go. But again, reading, reading here recently that they want to build around a DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore is a good receiver, solid receiver, but he has no quarterback play. I mean, who are you going to play? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? Come, you know, he's Gorilla in a wheelchair and throw the football. Sam Donovan is practicing now. Is he going to be the quarterback? Is PJ Walker going to be the quarterback? Is Jacob Eason going to be the quarterback? I mean, his uh, almost 21 year old son, is he going to be the quarterback for the Panthers? The point being is this DJ's a good receiver, but you got to know. But you got the quarterback. And I saw that DJ would be a, a nice piece to somebody's team. Of course, DJ's name is thrown around to the Green Bay Packers' name has been mentioned as a possibility place for him to go and a few other places as well. And DJ Moore would certainly be a nice fit for somebody. Now, again, the question mark is, do you go out and trade the Panthers right to DJ Moore and get more draft picks and try to build, you know, try to build in the future? Certainly, uh, the Panthers might want to contend in 2023 and maybe 2025, 2026 or something like that. So the Panthers really start to turn it around. Certainly, uh, again, the thing about it is the Panthers have a good defense, a pretty decent defense. That doesn't seem to be a problem in Carolina. Again, a lot of people have looked at the defensive side of the ball for the Panthers. There's a couple of guys on their defense they would love to get their hands on in trades, but the Panthers have said no to that because that's because the defense is their strongest too. Like the school is, it is such. But the offense, it needs to be working on. The whole thing needs to be working on. The offensive line, you got to get the quarter franchise quarterback. Certainly now you can get running back down to Cambridge corner. If you have to go keep DJ going around, get him a couple of other receivers. So DJ's not the total focal point of this team. Because right now, nobody, anybody who plays at Carolina Panthers, it's happening for like years, happening this week. And it's happening, Tampa has a pretty, pretty decent defense. And nobody's going to scare him. The quarterback's not going to scare him. The running game's not going to scare him. And they will probably with double cover or pay triple cover DJ more for and then they go back, who's going to beat them? But again, the Panthers have to look at it one way. They've got, you know, they've got Christian McCaffrey played very well for them. Now, had a nice, nice, nice few years with him. Now, McCaffrey has been hurt the last couple of years. He's going to play like 10 games. And again, that's a huge concern. And I'm sure that's got to be in the back of the 49ers mind. Hey, you give up a lot for a talented young man like Christian McCaffrey, but injuries. Didn't come off the You seem to uh, come back and get Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian has been healthy this year. Supposedly, he has. I believe in the offseason, he talked to Marshall Falk, and he asked Marshall Falk, what does he do? What did he do to stay healthy for you know for X amount of years? And Falk gave him his, some tips, and McCaffrey was taking that to heart. So, I, I give Christian McCaffrey certainly a lot of credit for reaching out to a guy like Marshall Falk, who I guess if you want to say McCaffrey can compare his game to Marshall Falk because they're kind of built the same way. They, you know, they're kind of built in that same mold. 
I mean, care for grandpa a thousand yards and caught and caught receiver a thousand yards. And that's a dangerous weapon. But for the 49ers, it's a nice, it's a shiny new toy. Granted, Elijah Mitchell, he's on the IR. But if, if and when Elijah Mitchell can come back, that gives him another weapon. You got Jeff Wilson. I'm sure Jeff Wilson now will take a backseat to Christian McCaffrey. Now, for those fans who, for those San Francisco 49er fans who are going to see Christian McCaffrey this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, there's a possibility that he may not play at all. Uh, Kyle Shane has come out and said that he is not sure that he may, he's not sure that Christian McCaffrey will play this game. He may set up this game. But then again, if you go ahead and get a shiny tool like Christian McCaffrey, you want him to play and play right away. And certainly McCaffrey's got to come in. He's certainly got, he's certainly got to learn the system. Now, to, to what I understand is he's coming in. He came in. He came in today. He's, uh, you know, got his uniform, has, has his physical. And now he's right now, he, he was on the field, to my understanding, you know, getting to know his new teammates, running a few plays. Now, whether he plays against the Chiefs, there might be a 50-50 chance. But don't be surprised if he does not play this week. They set him out. And he comes back in. You know, he comes back in week eight. I think the 49ers have what? I think their bye week is nine. I might be wrong on that. I have to go back and check that out. But again, but again, certainly if you're the 49ers, you want to put this young man, young man out there, sooner the better. Now again, yes, it does give him I think it will give him upper hand because let's be honest with you. You gotta compare the 49ers to the Rams right now. Travers not playing the best ball in the world. Then again, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't like to roll on fire. Jimmy has a winning record. Certainly, the 49ers have the running game now. Now they've added Christian McCaffrey. Granted, you got Daryl Henderson over here. Uh, there's a, a young man, Daniel Williams, who came from Notre Dame. He was supposed to get off the uh, IR here within a week or two. I believe they like him an awful lot. They like what they saw in preseason and in camp. So, they think so much highly of him that he is going to they may split carries with Daryl Anderson. But again, the Rams have done it better. Now if you go to if you go to the receiving core, you got Cooper Cup here. You got Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. I would still take Cooper Cup over Debo Samuel. Again, you look at it, but Alan Robinson has been a disappointment. Brandon Ayuk has had his ups and downs. You look at the tight ends. You got Tyler Davy on one side, George Kittle on the other side. I still like Kittle over here. But Davy has shown you something this year. Offensive line, I got to go to the 49ers. The Rams' offensive line has been has been has been certainly uh, dinged up, beat up, and again, like I said, they've lost Andrew Whitworth to retirement. They lost a couple guys to free agency. You've had injuries. It is hurt and missed the best and biggest thing defensively. The 49ers are playing better defense than the Rams are. Granted, the 49ers are dinged up right now. But the thing is, it's like when you get right down to it, the 49ers may be a better overall ball club than the Rams. You know, the McCaffrey trade, yes, it does put them a little bit over the top. But it gets to be interesting because the 49ers can play with this, with that new toy of Christian McCaffrey. How does it look? You know, how does it look? You know, then moving forward, I mean, I mean, let's be honest with you. The 49ers got to the NFC Championship game, game last, last year and lost to the Rams. Again, they did go up to Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Now, it'd be interesting. 
the biggest ego. I'm sure a lot of experts are changing their opinions in some regard that the Philadelphia Eagles is the only undefeated team in the league right now. And the 49ers, maybe the NFC Championship game, I guarantee experts are probably going that direction. And it's kind of hard not to when you had a shiny new toy such as that. But for Kyle Shanahan, can you see it now? Yes, McCaffrey will catch a pass out of backfield. Can you, can, you, can, can you see it now? Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in the same backfield. I mean, my gosh, it would blow, it would blow, the, the, defensive, it would blow the defensive um coordinator's mind. What if you put Christian McCaffrey out next to Debo Samuel? Yeah. 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 Flank him out of the wide receiver. Now, can you imagine again the defensive, you know, coordinator's mind would, would be blown? And you don't think, and trust me, don't think Kyle Shanahan hasn't thought about that already because I guarantee that he has thought about that. I mean, certainly these two will certainly cause nightmares. And you also got to remember Brandon Ayuk, who has had a pretty decent preseason. And now, hopefully, Brandon will step up his game. That could free up. That frees up Brandon Ayuk. That could free up George Kittle more, more to get the ball more. Again, again, what does that mean for like Elijah Mitchell if he comes back? What does that mean for Jeff Wilson now? Again, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Mitchell, when he comes back, he'll get some carries. I'm sure Wilson, at some point in time, will get his carries. But certainly, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the main man. Because that's certainly what they got him for. Now, certainly the 49ers, they gave him a lot. Absolutely, they did. They didn't give him a first-round pick. But for the Panthers, when you look at the Panthers' side of the ball, it's, we got to look towards the future. And the Panthers are getting, what, a one, two twos, two threes, what, two fours? Yeah, for next year. And the Panthers, certainly with those picks, have a plural full of draft picks. Now, again, take it again. They could have a new general manager by next year. They are more than likely have a new coach by next year. So again, there's a possibility you may have a new regime in Carolina. But again, with that, it looks like he will even do use all those draft picks on, on the offensive side of the ball because that's what might happen. But I don't see Baker coming back. Sam's not coming back. I don't see P.J. Walker coming back. They'll have an all-new quarterback. A quarterback except for Matt Coral, who uh, he drafted, he got hurt in preseason. He might be the only quarterback that might be back next season. But again, and again, it would say if you get the first round pick in the draft, do you, go, did you go get C.J. Stroud? And hopefully C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, who a lot of people feel is the number one ranked quarterback this far. Uh, you know, Bryce Young, or was it Lewis from Kentucky? There's another man that's popped up in here lately, uh, the young man from quarterback from Tennessee. But C.J. Stroud has been a man that everybody is looking at as the number one quarterback. I mean, they got the number one pick overall. You go get C.J. Stroud, and there's your quarterback of the future. And you start looking at an offensive lineman. Well, you need, you go get, you go need some offensive line help. Then you're going to run, you go need a running back at some point. You're going to need some receivers. You better get a tight end because here lately, it's become more of a tight end-driven league. league. From the Kelseys to the Kittles to the Mark Andrews of the world and so forth and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, but how do you go about doing it? Yeah, I mean, again, for the Panthers, do you sprinkle in, do you, do you dip into the free agency? Do you go get maybe a veteran offensive lineman that you can bring in to help out? Do you go get a veteran receiver that can take the pressure off of DJ Moore? 
I mean, maybe maybe something like that. But do you go ahead and get a veteran quarterback? And you stick him in, you know, do you go ahead and get him? Again, there's questions that the Panthers are going to have to answer. And I got a feeling it could be an all new regime. You know, John Landry, probably a new coach. And again, that's something the Panthers are going to have to figure out. But the Panthers got a couple, you know, Panthers are now, what can you do? With Tampa Bay, let's say that Tom Brady decides to hang it up after this season for the sake of argument. Then you could be down to Kyle Trask, that's going to be the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, that's not going to put fear in people's hearts. The offensive line, maybe gets he gets healthy by next year. You don't know if, I don't know about Fleming's contract situation. I still like Mike Evans, I still like Chris Godwin hanging around. Uh, maybe Russell Cage because of his deal. You know, Julio's not coming back. Um, I don't know about Cameron Blake's deal as a tight end. They might go to uh, Osteen as the future of the tight end spot. And the defense, the defense may be okay by next year. But again, the quarterback play is going to be the biggest thing. That's right now. Kyle Trask is going to be the quarterback if Brady decides to retire. You look at the Saints. I don't think the Saints have confidence in James Winston. And I certainly don't think Andy Dalton's going to be the quarterback next year. And I don't think the Taysom, Taysom Hill experience is going to work out either. So do they go out and get a quarterback? Yes. You still got Kamara. You still, you still got Alan Kamara. I get it. And can Michael Thomas ever stay healthy for a full season? Now Jarvis Landry, I'm assuming he'll be gone. But they have found a nice little, nice little new toy in Crystal, in Crystal Lake from um, from the from the Ohio State University. They seem to have found themselves a shiny new, new little toy in him. You know, defensively, again, it gets interesting. Again, Atlanta still certainly Atlanta's like the Panthers to me. They're still a team that's got to build. Now, granted, I get it. Atlanta's three and three. They've been on the sidelines in the NFL thus far. But do you think Atlanta can really keep up that pace for the full year? I don't think so. Because at one point in time, they're not going to be Tampa Bay. Sure, they might be able to beat up on the Panthers. I get that. The Saints, I can see them splitting the game with the Saints. But going forward, now Atlanta has a pretty tough task with the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Should be an interesting game. We'll be interested to see how that game turns out. But for the Panthers, Panthers have come to the realization that hey, we're looking we're looking uh, towards next year. We're looking for we're looking for next year, 2024, 2025, maybe 2026. That's what accumulate all those draft picks. Now sometimes if you, you know, sometimes if you, you know, if you can be like I know the Green Bay Packers are one team that's always like to build within the draft. They don't like to dip into free agency to get a lot of players. That's never been the Green Bay Packers way of how they do football. Now, Maybe in the last couple of years they've dipped into a guy, a free agent here, a free agent there, but it's not their stronger suit. Now, do the Carolina Panthers follow the Green Bay Packers' successful formula? And they said, hey, we got to draft from the Denver Simmons. You can only draft picks. Now, again, the defense is out of the ball. They have a pretty decent defense. How much do you have? To me, that doesn't need to be fixed so much. The offense is what needs to be fixed. If you can fix the offense, and it's not going to be something that's going to be done overnight. Yeah, I mean, if you draft a quarterback for the sake of argument, it, it may take the young man maybe three or four. It may take him maybe two, maybe three years at best to, you know, to get settled in. I mean, some quarterbacks can still let him slap in the finger. Some can't do it. The running game. Do you get a running back for the future? Now, I know that Foreman and 
Hubbard are going to have to move forward this year for the rest of the year as they started running backs. Now, Foreman had some success last year. He was a thousand. He ran. He had three 100-yard games last year for the Titans in the place of the injured Derrick Henry last year. Now, I don't know moving forward if Foreman's going to be the answer moving forward. But if he was, yeah, that's, that's great. But the offensive line has got to be worked on. You've got to find other weapons other than D.J. Moore to take some of the pressure off of D.J. Moore. But again, for the 49ers, this is all about we won the Super Bowl. We win the Super Bowl this year. They're not worried about the future. You know, forget the, forget the draft picks. we got a chance to win. We're going to do it now. Now, certainly, uh, McCaffrey's contract is is friendly this, this year. But I think when he gets into the next couple of years, he's, he's, I think he's worth about $12 million on the books. I think for next season and more following seasons, I have to really have to really check that out for you. But let's be honest with you. Moving forward, for the 49ers, you got to say it. It's a smart move. A nice move for the 49ers. Because if the Rams could, could have gotten before the 49ers have, they would have done it. The Chiefs, I think, would have taken a game line. And please don't give a shot to the Buffalo Bills if they'd have got it. Yeah, if the Buffalo Bills had to get Christian McCaffrey, it would have probably taken them over the top and maybe put him in the Super Bowl. But for right now, I'm sure people I'm sure people in San Francisco are loving it. They're sure they're writing it maybe uh writing down some maybe uh, putting their playoff tickets. And the 49ers do have an advantage over the Rams right now in the division. But again, as they always say, we have to play the games. But the 49ers do get an upper hand, they get an upper hand. Niners are certainly playing for right now. They're playing for a Super Bowl, and they have an opportunity to do so. Again, the NFC again the NFC itself is not. If they were in the AFC, I could have some doubts. But you're in the NFC. You look at it. Philadelphia Eagles off a six and start, and to me, if you're off a six and start, unless you make a huge collapse within the next eleven weeks, the Eagles are probably going to make the playoffs. Now Dallas, Dallas says. Dallas has gotten on their defense. But now Dak Prescott is back. Let's see if the offense picks the game, picks their game up a little bit. Dak is back. Michael Gallup is, is you know, is healthy. But we'll see. We'll see. The Giants, the Giants have been a surprise this year. Now moving forward, could the Giants be a possible wild card team? Again, that might be a lot of speculation. Minnesota has played well, and I've said Minnesota, I thought, could be a wild card team. Green Bay, yes, I know Green Bay is 500. Green Bay has struggled. The defense, I thought, could was going to be pretty good for the Green Bay this year. Is not, yeah, it's just not, has not stepped its game up. It has played well some weeks, some weeks it has not. Aaron Rodgers has not played well this year. Again, the receiving play, the receiving play, other than maybe Lazard, Alan Lazard, he's about the only one that's really been consistent. Everybody else has been, you know. And the running game, to me, between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, to me, was going to be the, was going to be what was going to help, help get them, you know, the running game was going to be a factor, not so much Aaron Rodgers, has been kind of, has been a little suspect. And the reason, I don't understand the reason why Aaron Jones has not gained the ball more. Aaron Jones is one of the better, could be one of the better running backs in this league. I know you got A.J. Dillon, I get it, I understand it. Aaron Jones is an excellent pass catcher out of the backfield. Use him there more. You know, get him more involved in the game to get to get it going forward. 
they're looking at it. Yes, I guess Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is still, still, a possibility. Again, the Rams. If the Rams can turn it around, the Cardinals. Now the Cardinals look pretty good. The other night, pretty good. Last night against the against the, I should say, look good. Thursday night against the Saints. But can the is did uh, getting DeAndre Hopkins back make all the world difference in the offense? I don't know. But obviously, it's a good step in the right direction for the Cardinals. Could the Cardinals have a shot at the wild card, that wild card spot? But again, what I'm saying is, right now, it could be Philadelphia and San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. And I'm sure experts are probably saying that right now. But yes, the 49ers do have a chance. And this is this is what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan knows. They know deep down inside. But look at the NFC. There's there's only like maybe a couple of teams that's going to give them, that could give the 49ers a run for the money. Bill with the AFC, different story, different ball game. They could, yeah, they would be just uh, run-ins or contenders, small contenders, maybe may not make the playoffs if they were in the AFC. But the NFC, certainly the AFC is a stronger conference right now. But for the NFC, there's maybe, I don't know, two or three teams maybe. But in time, we'll see. But for the 49ers, you got to give them credit. This is a solid, a solid pickup. Without a doubt. And this is a, a, a move that can certainly take them over the top and give the 49ers credit for one thing. They didn't have to give them the first round pick to get him. But for the Panthers, I know that the article coming out that people feel that the 49ers, I mean, that the 49ers, but the Panthers are tanking it because of trading Christian McCaffrey. Again, I think the Panthers knew, I think the Panthers knew moving forward this is going to be a a difficult season. It's already been a difficult season because you fired your coach. You don't have any quarterback play. You don't have an offensive line, and your offense is not doing absolutely nothing, other than Christian McCaffrey, the guy you traded. Well, again, sometimes it is to get your team going. You have to do the unexpected, and you know, trading Christian McCaffrey wasn't really unexpected because people were talking about this even before the season began. But sometimes you have to do things to, sh- to shake up, to shake things up. And Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey can't play offensive line. He can't play quarterback. Yeah, he can run the ball, but he can't. What's he going to do? Block for himself? Is he going to pass to himself? And that's that's the biggest issue. The question mark I got moving forward is, do you trade DJ Moore? That's an interesting question to ask. Will they do it? The Panthers say no, that he's going to be a cornerstone. And sometimes I wonder if I'm DJ Moore, and you're talented as you are, you have to wonder, will DJ ask for a way out of Carolina? I mean, players around the NFL are doing that. If things are not going your way, or if the team is struggling, you want out. Will DJ be that type of guy? I don't know. Can't answer for DJ Moore. But for the Panthers, they knew that they need they need help. And to get the best help you can, sometimes you have to trade your best player away. And Christian McCaffrey was certainly by far their best player. And again, we'll see. We'll see the Panthers. We'll see if this move in time, not right now, but let's see in a couple of years or a few years down the road, will this will this move be the starting, will this be a springboard of maybe better things to come for Carolina? But for the 49ers, I got to give them credit. credit. Give them credit where it's due. They jumped. They got him. Let's see how far Christian McCaffrey and that trade can take the 49ers. Can it take them to a Super Bowl? We'll see.
You know, since we're on the subject of um, trades, it kind of leads into my next subject. And let's talk about possible players that could be, let's say, maybe, maybe could be on the move. Maybe. Not saying they are, but they could be on the move. Now, let's start, let's start, at the, let's start at the NFC East. Now, certainly the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I don't know if the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys are a team that's not going to be selling. Maybe Dallas buys. I don't know. Because uh, Dallas Cowboys right now, they are in contention at least for a wild card spot. Now, they're two games behind the Philadelphia Eagles. But could they be a team? I don't see anybody leaving them. I don't see anybody leaving Philadelphia. Now the Giants, the Giants are surprisingly five and one, and you have to wonder will be five and one. Do the Giants go out and they try to get somebody? They could certainly use a receiver, some offensive line help, certainly. But I don't know if I see the Giants being a team that's going to go out there and you know do that. Now. Again, which leads me to the one team, the Washington Commanders. Now, I look at the Washington Commanders roster. There's one name that kind of, I kind of think about that could be serviceable to another team, and that'd be running back Antonio Gibson. Now, it seems to be by all accounts that Brian Robinson is the new number one running back. At least, at least what we're seeing is he's the new number one running back for the right now for the Washington Commanders. Now, Antoine Gibson was the starting running back last year who had a pretty good year last year, went through some uh, uh, shin injuries, but he continued to play through them. And to me, Gibson, maybe a guy like Antoine Gibson who can catch passes in the backfield. He was a receiver, matter of fact, at the University of Memphis before they put him in the running back, in the backfield. Again, maybe a guy like Antoine Gibson could be certainly serviceable to, to somebody that's in playoff contention. I would have said the Buffalo Bills, but then you, I would say Buffalo is a possibility, but I don't know if I see them going to Buffalo or not. I would say, what about the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, be an inter- it'd be an interesting fit. Maybe the Chiefs could be interested in the services. Again, you start you start looking around. I would have said the 40 hours could have been, but the McCaffrey deal puts that, puts that to rest. What about the Rams? They will get Antonio Gibson because of his skill set. I would say no. They will lie probably on Daryl Henderson. But again, you know, again, Gibson's a kind of guy. Now they got a cornerback, you know, William Jackson, who seems to be getting some buzz from some teams. Um, he's a veteran in his league. He's covered, you know, he's covered some top receivers, former Cincinnati Bengal. Certainly he's getting some buzz, and certainly he could be affected to he could certainly be serviceable to certainly some team. A couple of names off the Washington, just off the Washington team. Now, certainly Minnesota. Minnesota seems a team that is playing very well. They like will be in it. Now, the Packers. The Packers are certainly um, a team that are certainly looking for some um, some help. The Packers, their name has been mentioned with DJ Moore, as we just talked about recently. Another name has come up is Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers, uh, Steelers they did beat Tampa Bay last year. Maybe Chase does not leave the Tampa Bay, be the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it becomes very interesting. And again, what the Packers is, is you spent you spent all this money to keep Aaron Rodgers around to make him happy. Now it's time to now it's time to show Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people think Chase Claypool, who is would be that type of guy that that Aaron could rely on for the future. 
but again, that's you know that's something that gets to be very interesting. Do you yeah do you gloat and get a guy like Chase Claypool? You know DJ Moore's name gets mentioned as well. Now to me DJ I think I'd rather have DJ than Chase Claypool, but again, again, I mean we always we throw we throw names out we throw names out there you know right and left as names who could get who could get you know thrown around. There's been a subject that maybe Cam Jordan, who's been a uh, New Orleans Saints for many, many years, and he's been, yeah, some people think about the Saints fall out of contention. Do you start, do you, do you trade a Cam Jordan who could be a nice headset? Somebody said Cam could wind up with the Kansas City Chiefs. They can get, yeah, they compete, get, get an old pass rusher. Could have the Josh Allen, you know, just beat you here recently. Do you go ahead and get a guy like Cam Jordan to help you with the pass rush? I mean, like I said, there's moves that there's moves that teams many many teams could certainly you know certainly make, and there's many you know many more many more names out there. If you look at the Panthers, like you said, DJ Moore's a possibility. Uh, Burns is a possibility, but they say he's not going nowhere. He's probably the best defensive player that the. You know, the Panthers had, but a lot of teams certainly want, you know, would want his services. And you start looking at teams, you know, you start looking at teams that are like, like I said, the Commanders. What about the Detroit Lions? Now, I don't know if, yeah, the Detroit Lions have got a top, they got like the sixth or seventh ranked offense in all the NFL. Does somebody go to the Detroit Lions and they try to get maybe a receiver? They have plentiful receivers. Do they go ahead and get a receiver for the Detroit Lions? I don't know. The Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears' name is mentioned. Certainly, uh, Robert Quinn's name has been mentioned. He would be a nice little pass rushing pass rusher for somebody. Maybe, like, a Kansas City Chiefs could, you know, could use his services. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Quinn goes to the Miami Dolphins. If the Dolphins, you know, got some, you know, draft fixes experience, does he go to help the Miami Dolphins and give them another pass rusher? Um... I know the Baltimore Ravens, they're always in, looking always for an old pass rusher, two or three. Could you see maybe running Baltimore? The best possibility is, like I said, the Chiefs. The Chiefs could use a pass, you know, a pass rusher. Do the Chargers, how the Chargers, what their draft capital is, do they go ahead and get him with both being hurt? I don't, you know, again, speculation. But Quinn's a possibility. One name has come out, one name has really been mentioned, it's kind of a surprise name, and that's been David Montgomery. His name has been mentioned as a possible possible trade made, and David, I think, is playing all, I think he's on his final year of his rookie contract. Now, I got David Montgomery. David Montgomery would be a nice little asset. He would give you the the Christian McCaffrey oomph, but David, yeah, but David Montgomery could be a nice little pickup for somebody. Again, Go back to the usual suspects. What about the Kansas City Chiefs? Could you see Montgomery and the Kansas City Chiefs? I could see Montgomery and the Chiefs. Montgomery could carry the ball 20 times a game. He has the capability of carrying the ball 20 times a game. Then you start looking, you start looking, you know, you start looking around the league. I mean, what about David Montgomery and the New York Giants? Now, I know that's kind of a strange pick. That's a strange, maybe stretch. But you gotta understand it. Again, the reason being is you gotta remember, Barkley is gonna be a free agent after the season. Unless you resign him, that's a different story. Again, 
again, you start looking down the list. You know, what about the Atlanta Falcons where you have Grady Jarrett? I don't know what his you know, contract situation is. Do you trade a defensive tackle like Grady Jarrett? You trade him, you trade him to a team like Grady, who can actually, you know, rush the passion a little bit. And Charlie's there to stop the running game. Can did you go get a guy like Grady? Do you go get a guy like Grady Jarrett? I, mean, I, get, I don't know. What if Cordell Patterson, who comes back from an IR, do you want to go ahead and get a weapon like Cordell Patterson? Again, again, there's just speculations. And you start going down the list of players. What about, you know, Seattle? If Seattle gets out of contention, Seattle's playing well. Do you know DK Metcalf's name we mentioned? I'm not mad because they just hot lock it. If the, if the Chiefs, if the Seattle Seahawks fall in contention, does hot lock it become available for the right price to somebody? Again, that is, you know, that's something you have, to, you have to think about. If you go to the AFC, I don't think the Jets, I don't think, are going are gonna, to are sell. I mean, to the Jets, the Jets have some pieces that somebody might win. If the Jets got a contention. Again, we start looking at Charlotte. What about, what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers be willing to get rid of some players. You know, I don't know. Again, Claypool's name is, Play, you know, Claypool's name is one guy that gets mentioned off the line. Do you go to the defensive side of the ball? Is there a possibility you might trade Cameron Haywood? Could it be possible that you might trade him, you know, to somebody? I mean, I don't know. But again, speculation. Cleveland. What about, you know, what about Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt at one point in time said he wanted to have, have Cleveland. If Cleveland is going to sell somebody, do you trade Kareem Hunt? Another possibility. To another team. What about Kareem Hunt going back to, <coughs> dare I say, Kansas City? Again, I've seen strange things happen. But again, yeah, do you, do you, yeah, do you get Kareem Hunt? You know, another weird possibility is, and I know this is kind of odd, what if the Raiders fall out of contention? What about Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs is on the final year's rookie contract. Do the Raiders say, screw it, we're going to trade Josh Jacobs off and get some draft picks? Saying it's not impossible. What about Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro has not played well this year. Do you trade a guy like Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro who caught 100 balls last year? Do you trade into somebody? If you get out of contention, well, again, what about the Denver Broncos? The Denver Broncos, do they trade? Do they trade somebody? What about a guy like maybe Jerry Judy who hasn't produced up to his level? Do you trade Jerry? Is, could Jerry Judy be on the move? Yeah, again, speculation. Again, you sit back and you, and you look at a lot, a lot of, a lot of things here. Again, it's nice to sit here and just talk about and talk about who could get traded, who won't get traded. You know, until I guess to the cows come home, as they say. But again, the funny thing with Christian McCaffrey, I called it a couple episodes ago. I said the 49ers, I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers end up getting him. Sure enough, they got him. But it gets interesting to see all the other all them get thrown around, thrown around names that I've just thrown around. Will they? Will they be? Will the Christian McCaffrey thing will be the start of trading here, trading there, trading here, trading there? We'll see. We'll certainly see in time. Now I'm not going to make any speculations if, if some of these players go to, to this team or that team. You know, we'll see. But maybe the Christian McCaffrey move is is just a sign of things. All things to come for the NFL. Let's talk about 
Thursday night game between the between the Saints and the Cardinals, and of course everybody has got the everybody's already saw the spat that uh, Kyler Murray when he came off the field and he had a uh, him and it seems like Cliff Kingsbury and him got into it, got into it a little bit, got into like a little heated exchange to the point where DeAndre Hopkins had to step in. Now, I, I Kyler and uh, Cliff Kingsbury had to had defuse the uh, situation. It says it's, it's all good. There's nothing wrong here. Uh, it seems to be that some of the NFL experts have no had no issues, didn't have a lot of issues with it, or didn't see too many issues with it about the argument going back and forth. Everybody says, everybody thinks that this is good that he had it on the sideline. Now, I get it from Kyler Murray's perspective because Kyler Murray has struggled this season thus far and he has not lived up to the the millions of million dollars that have been that have been given to him. Now Kyler Murray now Kyler Murray did look a little bit better on Thursday night. Now granted the numbers weren't that impressive. He he threw for two hundred and four yards, I think one touchdown. And granted, he got he got DeAndre Hopkins back, and he did look better with one DeAndre Hopkins, and he does seem to play better when Hopkins is on the field. Now, granted, uh, James Conner missed the second game in a row. Now, Enos Benjamin stepped in, played fairly well, 92 rushing yards, uh, touchdown, a uh, few receiving yards. I think he got he, I think he ran a two point conversion. I believe I might be wrong on that, but. Um, but he played well. But he played well enough. Now, I know a lot of people are. You know, a lot of people sit back and say, "Well, it's Kyler Murray. It's it's Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are showing they're passionate, passionate about passionate about about the, about what they're doing." Now, you can take many perspectives on that as possible, but let's be honest with you. Again, if I go back to the to the to those days, I don't ever saw Roger Staubach coming off the off the sidelines, and he's having maybe an argument with Tom Landry. Now he again, Roger has said in interviews for years now that um, him and Tom always didn't see eye to eye. But, but Roger was never on the sidelines, and came off the sidelines and raised his voice at Tom Landry. Now the dirty history between Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Noll is is has been famous because Terry Bradshaw has already said that him and Chuck. At times, couldn't stand each other. But I didn't see a lot of times where Terry Bradshaw got in Chuck Noll's face coming off the sidelines. At least I haven't seen any, any tapes of that. Uh, maybe there are some out there. I could never see Franny Tarkin come off the sideline and get in Bud Grant's face. I don't think I saw Dan Reno maybe get in Dan Schubel's face. Yeah. But again, you get it because Kyle's under a lot of pressure. Kyler is getting paid a lot, a lot of money. And I'm sure Kyler is kind of upset at himself a little bit because he's not performing to that that level. Now, Cliff Kingsbury, now, the thing about Cliff Kingsbury was always questionable why the Cardinals hired him because he had a losing record with, with, with Texas Tech, right? Now, since he's been in the NFL... He has gotten better. They they've actually gotten his win total has got has gone up since he's been in this league. But people have always wondered, is he the right man for Kyler Murray? Now, to some degree, he has been the right man for Kyler Murray. I don't I'm, I'm not saying there's not a coach out there that could have, you know, you know, that could have done, you know, 
more recovery. Now, again, the Cardinals have been you know, Cardinals, the offensive line. I'm not really selling the offensive line. Now, they went out and they got James Conner last year, and Conner was certainly a nice finding you know, for them. But the thing is, they've gone out and they've got, you know, Hopkins. They got Hopkins a few years ago from, you know, from the Texans, which was a nice signing. Hopkins and Murray have certainly been have certainly been a wonder for each other. Now, certainly Hopkins had a lot of success with Deshaun Watson. He's had more success with Kyler Murray. Now they try to get like AJ Green, but AJ Green is not the same guy anymore than he was in the early part of his career when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. But they drafted Rondell Moore. From Purdue, they figured Rondell would be the man to step up. Rondell's had some moments, but he has not been consistent enough. And they went out and got Hollywood Brown, and Marcus Brown hasn't didn't didn't play quite bad at all. But of course, he is hurt. Uh, he's hurt. He's gonna be out for several weeks. There was one point he could be out for the for the, for the season, but now there's reports that he might be out for several weeks, not the whole season. Now. Hopkins and Brown would be a nice little one-two punch. I can see Rondell Moore playing the number three spot, that, that, that slot spot. Zach Ertz has been a nice find for them. But the offensive line has been a kind of a concern for Murray. And the Cardinals certainly, if you go pay Kyle Murray all this money, you certainly got to invest in Kyle Murray. This is kind of like a Green Bay Packer type of thing. If you invest all this money in you know, Aaron Rodgers, then you need to surround Rodgers with talent. This is kind of a similar situation with, with the Cardinals. You are you got to surround him with talent. Hopkins and Brown, that's certainly a start in the right direction as a one-two punch. Rondell, I think, could be a, number, a decent number three receiver. Yeah, and you got Ertz. Now, the only thing with that is you need to get better on the offensive line help. Now, the running game, Connor's not, Connor is, is okay. But Connor's had a history of injury problems, and you have to wonder, do you move forward and you try to go get a running back? I don't know, but that's a possible something to look into. Defensively, the Cardinals have had some ups and had some downs. They've got some you know, quality players on, on that defensive side of the ball. But a lot of people don't have a problem with it. I have a small problem with, uh, with it because it doesn't look good. You come off the field, and you're sitting there, and you're – Getting it, yeah, and you and the coach are kind of, and Kyle's going to use his argument to coach. Now, like I said, when you get paid that, that, that amount of money that Kyle Murray's getting paid, I'm sure Kyle Murray, you know, I'm sure Kyle Murray's probably frustrated. He wants, you know, and I'm sure Kyle, in some way, maybe he wants to call his own plays. And, you know, and that could be a possibility. I'm sure Kyle wants to call his own plays. I don't know how much, how much. Control, he has to call his own plays. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know the the Cardinal way and what how they do that. But moving forward, someone has to wonder: is he is he is he the will he be the town guy? It, yeah, you have to wonder. Moving forward, could Cliff Kingsbury be out as a Cardinals coach if they don't make the playoffs this year? And they bring some a new a new coach in. And now Calamari has to adapt to that coach. Again, I don't know if the Cardinals would do that or not, but it's not good for your, your, uh, you know, whatever millions of dollars that you're paying Kyler Murray when you've got the head coach. Well, right now, they best, they're investing more in Murray than you're investing in your head coach. Yeah, the front office is investing more in Kyler Murray than they're investing in their, in, in their coach. 
And to me, it doesn't look good if your quarterback you're paying all this, all this money for is coming off the sidelines and he's griping. And I'm sure there might have been a few curse words, I'm sure, that were probably thrown into the conversation. But again, you know, Cliff and Colin has kind of diffused it and said, hey, it's okay. I get it that, you know, I get it that the quarterback, the coach, the player, and the coach are competitive. There's nothing wrong with that. And yes, you're going to have disagreements. I mean, again, let's be honest with you. That's just like, a, it's kind of like a marriage. Yeah. You know, hey, marriage, you know, marriage is not always hunky-dory. You've always got your arguments with, with your wife about something, whether it's money, kids, you know, whatever the case is. Again, sometimes that quarterback and that head coach is kind of like a marriage a little bit. There's a give and take. Yeah. Him, and I'm sure that Collar, you know, and I'm sure, like I said, Collar has got the worry of the world on his shoulders because he's getting paid more money. Collar knows more than expected of him. And again, you know, and I'm sure in the back of Collar's mind is, you know, this, you know, this, you know, this all season, again, where, specul where speculation was that Collar was not didn't watch too much film. And I'm sure that's probably back of college more than nine. So oh, here we go again. You know, all the speculation, all this is going to come up and a lot. A lot's on Colin Murray's plate because a lot is expected of him. And Colin knows he has to step up his game. He's got to be that much better. Now, injuries on the offensive line has certainly hurt, has certainly hurt a possibility. Your top running back, he's hurt. The man you trade for, Marcus Brown, Marcus, Marcus Brown, he's hurt. But Grant, you got Hopkins back. Now, Hopkins is not going to be the sole answer. But for right now, he's, for right now, for at least one game, he was the answer. But let's be honest with you. If you look at the numbers, the overall numbers, 204 and one touchdown, doesn't really set the ball on fire. Matter of fact, it was the defense. It was the defense, the Colts, that kind of stepped in their game. Now, granted, and uh, granted, it's deceiving because they give it four. They give it four passing. They give it four touchdowns to Andy Dalton, and Granite picked him off three times. They got a couple defensive touchdowns, which is which is great. But to be honest with you, it was more the running game that stepped up. Stepped up. And Kyle Murray, like I said, two hundred four, but hundred, but hundred of those went to DeAndre Hopkins. But moving forward, the thing is, can you know, yeah, it's, is it a, is it a good sign that the coach and your top court and your quarterback have issues or yelling at each other on the sidelines? My thing is, it's one thing if you got behind the scenes and Cliff and Kyle went went into the head coach's office and they aired their grievances and their differences. That's one thing. That's in house. You can argue. But again, it's one of those things where it's here the moment. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had to step in last night, you know, in diffuse situation. But for me, again, I don't know if it. I don't know if it really thrills me that the coach, that the two, that the two were in, you know, were in some kind of shouting match, and our college shouting the coach on the sidelines. Again. We'll see moving forward how much uh, does it does does that argument help the team moving forward? I don't know. Sometimes you know, sometimes sometimes I still think it helps. 
motivates you. But in the situation, we'll find out. We'll find out in time. Again, if this situation is, if this argument, you know, spring springs, springboards it to something bigger and better. Now, for the final, I guess, a few minutes, we'll talk about a, I guess, an interview that Tom Brady did. And it, was kind of, and it came out jokingly, and people said that Tom was uh, retiring, right? That he was, he was, he was pretty much going to retire during the season. And Tom comes out and says, "No, he's not retiring at all. That he's, yeah, that he's, um, he's going to be, he's going to be around for a while longer. He hasn't even thought about retirement." Now, I, I'm sure that Tom is, I'm sure Tom's not going to retire. I mean. I'm, I think that much more of Tom Brady. I don't think Brady's going to retire. I'm certain, I'm sure Brady probably thinks deep down inside that he probably wish he didn't come back because I don't think he foreseen all the injuries that were going to happen. I don't think he foreseen all that. I'm sure if he had a crystal ball, maybe he would think differently. Now, there's always been speculate. There's always been speculation about you know, maybe there could be trouble in paradise or in Giselle and again I don't know again you don't know how true that is and again like like expert I think was somebody I think was Shannon Sharp that said that I'm like Shannon I will agree one part of the degree it's not mine you know thing the thing to jump into you know to a guy's marriage and said that's you know that's the reason that's probably on Tom's mind I'm not gonna sit back and I'm not gonna say that I know Giselle's Giselle's not wanting to play anymore Tom wants to continue to play and I'm sure the two of them at the house have had that conversation, I don't know how many times over. And I said, Giselle was a top model for many, many years, and you have to wonder, maybe Giselle wants to jump back into the modeling field and do more, do more of that. And maybe she wants Tom home to the point where she can go do that again. You know, I don't know, again, that's speculation. I'm not going to sit back and, again, I don't know what goes on someone else's house. But granted, I've been married 22 years, so I kind of know the, I can only imagine what Giselle and Tom talk about behind the scenes, but I don't think that's, yeah, they, I mean, again, I mean, if you got troubles at home, can it weigh on you on the field? I'm sure it does. If you, or any nine-to-five job, it does. But Tom has come out and says, hey, guys, I'm not retiring this season. Uh, that's not happening. Um, certainly, Tom has made some moves. Especially when he went away on vacation with Giselle during camp, and he went away to go to the, I guess, the wedding party of Robert Kraft. Again, Tom has caught speculation that maybe Tom's not his head's not into football like it has in the past, and certainly that is, you know, that's a you know that's a speculation for you know for for the experts and the, the fans out there, and I can understand that. And that's rightfully so. But for Tom, I'm sure you know, but Tom, maybe starting this Sunday against the Panthers, the ship starts to get right. Again, I think with them, injuries have killed have killed the Buccaneers, especially on the offensive offensive line. Um, you know, some receivers have been hurt. You know, Godwin is not probably sure Godwin's still not hundred percent from the ACL injury. He's you know, he's out there battling. But for Tom Brady, I don't think retirement's not only is retirement this season. Now, maybe this could be Tom's last season. Only Tom Brady knows that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have time for this episode. Uh, thank you for joining me. Please, please take care of yourselves. And I will see you again very soon.